The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome, church. My name is Jim Moore. I'm one of your hosts, along with Dwight Anderson. And this is our first broadcast of Prison Transformation Radio. Thanks for joining us. And let me do something. Let's just start with him. Father God, Jesus Christ, Holy Son of God, Holy Spirit, join us. Join the folks sitting in their cars and sitting at their computers and just bless the message that we're working on today, reaching your loss. And we will be coming to you uh, each Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. on AM 980, The Mission. Our mission is to change hearts through Christ, especially in terms of heeding his call to reach out to those who are lost. And by lost, we mean those that are imprisoned in jails and addiction. Uh, We're seeking to bring hope to the lost, especially to their families. And I guess mostly we want to reach out to you, the Christian community, and to bring you special guests, some of our heroes that are doing this work, and hopefully give you opportunities to to get involved. So let me. So that's kind of the mission of of our work here. Let me bring on my my co-host, Pastor Dwight Anderson, and just give us a sense, Pastor, of the biblical purpose for this program. Well, thank you, Jim. It's an honor to be part of this program, and. Uh, Jim, prisons are just a symptom and a result of the sin in this world. The prison system is the only business that succeeds by its failure. Prison populations keep continuing to grow larger and larger. Often people come out of prison worse than when they went in. Many commit more crimes and return to prison and get stuck in the cycle of recidivism, the revolving door of crime, prison, and release. The answer to this is not more prisons. It's not locking up people and throwing away the key. It's not even the death penalty, as studies have shown that even this does not effectively deter crime. The answer is the good news of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, which can set them free from the bondage of sin. Prisoners need regeneration, not just rehabilitation. And Jesus has commissioned his followers to reach beyond the barbed wire fences and steel bars to touch the lives of men and women bound by the shackles of sin. God has given us the church, the body of Christ, the message of hope and salvation. We call it the good news of the gospel of the grace of God. That gospel is the cure for sin. Romans 3.23 tells us that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 tells us for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And 2 Corinthians 5.20 tells us that we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God needs ambassadors in your local jail and prison. Who will go? The other key verse that specifically mentions prison is Matthew 25, verse 36, where it says, Jesus says, I was in prison and you came to me. When we visit a prison, Jim, it's like visiting and showing love to our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. How much do we love Jesus? Do we love him enough to go visit him in prison? If we have the cure for sin, Jim, wouldn't you go to the places of highest concentration of the people who need to hear about that cure for sin? 
where the greatest need is, where they are lonely, they're desperate, they're lost, they're hurting. God can do the greatest work there and bring him the greatest glory. So my hope for today is to wake up the church, the body of Christ, to our opportunity to reach men and women behind bars and reaching the whole family affected by sin and break the cycle that many people are in. Thank you very much, Pastor. And the whole Prison Transformation Radio has actually been a dream that's been spawned over the last several months. As a joint venture with the R3 Christian Collaborative, we prepare resources, Dwight's Ministries, Prison Mission Association, and someone who's become a dear friend of us, Gary Borgendale, who's our executive producer and also the local ministry director for the Salem Media Group. And we've asked uh, Gary to be our first guest for a few minutes on our first program and tell us about the heart of of AM980, The Mission, and why you have such a passion for bringing this program to the air. Well, thank you very much, Jim. It is a, a, a prayer that's being realized for me to see this program on the air. Um, about two years ago, the really the Lord impressed upon me, what are the things don't we have on our station? And what are the things that are really from a scriptural basis that we should be doing? And so it was the emphasis of to the least among us, the widows, the orphans, the imprisoned. And so that was kind of that journey then of saying, okay, is there that prison ministry, prison organization that would take the leadership of putting this together to have a program that would go, didn't know exactly the direction that it would go because you could have a program that's directed to those that are specifically incarcerated, or you could deal with the families outside of it or the reentry program. Part of that was dependent upon who we connected with as uh, God was leading us to this. And and then it was disconnecting with uh, R3 and Jim and Dwight. Uh, we've known Dwight for some time for our pastor's appreciation, how we honor the pastors, and a longtime relationship with Minnesota Teen Challenge that mm-hmm. Jim is involved with as well. So it was this kind of, let's get together and talk about these ideas and uh, it just kind of grew from there, and, and I'm so excited for this because, you know, we look at this as, a, as an emphasis to the church, the community, and as, as Dwight mentioned, how do we serve the families of those that are incarcerated? How do we as a church minister to those that are in prison? How do we help those that are coming out of prison to get reestablished mm-hmm. into our society and can be contributors of our society? So th- these are some great things that, that we can do together, and I'm just so honored to mm-hmm. have the two of you here in studio with this first program and seeing those uh, prayers being realized, and praise God for that. Oh, praise God. And God bless you and Salem Media Group and just for the opportunity to do this. And and as we mentioned, we get to do this every week, right? Uh, 1 p.m. on Saturday afternoons. We have, we have a number of heroes in this work. These are remarkable men and women that do this ministry in jails. They meet people at the gates. It's transitional housing. So you're going to meet some of our heroes over the weeks ahead, and you're going to get insights, not just into their ministries, but uh, how you can engage with prayer, with volunteer, with donations. We need all the help we can get because there's millions of lost And and I think it really comes down to it takes the body of Christ to minister to everyone like this, and that's why I'm excited by the different components that you're bringing in. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what AM 980, the mission, we get a chance to reach the body of Christ. I mean, yeah. right now, right? There's people all over the place just kind of giving an ear to this. And thank you for that. With the Salem Media Group, we are committed to the gospel message of Jesus yeah. Christ and proclaiming that. 
And so, uh, you know, with our station of AM 980, the mission, uh, that's what we do, is proclaiming that message of Jesus Christ and the salvation that comes along with it. And that ministry to those in prison is part of the mission, then, of what Salem is, of fulfilling the gospel. And so, again, mess coming in the future, right? Yes. And you're going to be our guest right now, Jim. Okay. Let's begin by letting us know a little bit about your heart. Uh, Our goal here is changing hearts with Christ. And so how did you come to know the Lord, and how has he transformed your life, Jim? Well, and and just, I've mentioned it, in the current state, I I work as a director for the R3 Collaborative. I've worked for the last year and 10 years in Teen Challenge, but let me go back about 20 years ago, uh, because some very tragic and challenging things happened. I'd had a wonderful career in business, training, and development. I got to travel the world. I got four sons. I got two grandsons. And then in the mid-90s, I lost my first son to drug addiction. He didn't die. But if any of you have encountered the ravages of heroin addiction, it was like one of the walking dead, and I lost him. I lost him from my life. Uh, He fell out of school and gangs and eventually prison. And what happened to me in that process, and it didn't happen overnight, but I drifted into what the psychiatrist called a profound chronic depression. I felt that I had failed at what I thought at that time was the most important thing. I was a no Christian. By that I mean Christian in name only. We had gone faithfully to church, but I didn't have Christ in my life. I didn't even know what that meant. I was alone. And, and for the next decade, I just kind of withered away and died. And I tell you, the thing that brought me out of it was this organization, Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And although I'd lost my son, I found there's hundreds and thousands of sons and daughters of, of those, many of you, those of you listening that are lost that I could contribute to. And that became, that's where I met Christ. That's where I found the Lord. That's where I found purposeful work. And in it's, again, been a remarkable 10 years. It gets better. About five years into that, my son got out of prison. Yay. He came from Praise Washington God. State yes. to, to Minnesota, did Amen. the Teen Challenge program. It's been a battle for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but, but he's found sobriety. He's found the Lord. He's married. He's got his sons, my grandsons, back in his life. Praise and Praise and it, it's just, it's been the best 10 years of my life. It's wow. been remarkable. Awesome. And, and there's one thing, though, I want to share with this, which was just the keenest insight. And this is for those of you that look to get involved. I, as I first encountered those people, drug addicts, people in prison, I was very uncomfortable, intimidated, and I wanted to help. But here was the breakthrough. I found out that those people are his people. These are exactly the people he was drawn to, is drawn to, and it transformed for me. Mm-hmm. These are remarkable, tender, vulnerable, broken human beings. And to be part of Christ lifting them back up, it's been the most remarkable And he thing. died on the cross for them. He was for, for us. For them, and he was resurrected to walk the halls of Teen Challenge in prison with them. Let's join arm in arm. Amen. And that's what you've been Amen. doing, Pastor Dwight. Amen. You've yes. been walking arm in arm with him through the prisons and, and through the Prison Mission Association. Tell us how you got there. Tell, what's your story? Okay, well, Jim, well, I have to tell you, it's, a, it's been a process of major decisions in my life uh, that God worked to transform my heart. And he's still working in my heart and now in different areas even as the Holy Spirit leads me continually. 
As I came to faith at a very young age, my parents, Warren and Doreen Anderson, were missionaries in Bolivia when I was really young. Mm. And so I heard the gospel a lot. And my mother was big on Child Evangelism Fellowship. And in fact, I went to a Child Evangelism Fellowship rally in the Minneapolis Convention Center. And that's where the speaker shared the gospel with different colored yo-yos and tops. That kind of tells you how long ago it was, because I don't think I've seen a yo-yo or a spinning top for a long time. But there were different colors like the wordless book. And it was then that I realized that I was heading to hell and needed Christ to forgive me for my sins, that I did not have a personal relationship with him. And so I went forward at that meeting and asked Christ to forgive me of my sins and to be my Savior. How old were you then, Dwight? I was five years old. Five years old. Awesome. Yep. It was May 1963. Later on, though, I was in high school. I love motorcycles. I had three motorcycles. Uh, unfortunately, I was in a motorcycle accident down in Waseca on Mother's Day, uh, visiting at my uncle's. And I thought I was going to die. This little Monte Carlo, remember like yesterday, just ran me over. He never saw me. But I knew that if I died, I would go to heaven just like that because I had put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. But I had this horrible, horrible stomach ache. I realized that I would be ashamed of my life if I went into God's presence because I've been living for myself and not for Christ. And uh, recovering for three months, um, I don't know if you've ever had a blood blister or they call it a hematoma. If you hit your finger with a hammer, you know, get this big purple red thing pop up. Oh yeah, more than one. I had one the size of a basketball in my left buttocks. I could not move around. I had to stay and lay in bed for three months and recovering. And during that time, God changed my heart. So I recommitted my life to him. Like Galatians 2.20 became one of my life verses, that I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I died to myself then and I wanted to live for him. So God transformed my heart. Now before the accident, the last thing in my mind was to be a pastor or a missionary. I was not thinking about eternal things. I was 16 years old. I was thinking about being going into business and making money. And then this complete change happened. I was laid up in bed for three months. I couldn't go anywhere. I was stuck for three months. I was not in prison, but God got my attention. Oh, some, yeah. Big some, time. <laughs> some people, I guess, need something severe, like a near-fatal accident or prison to get God's attention, uh, get our attention. And when we have time to reflect and think about what's really important in life, God can change our heart. And so that's what happened. Now, before that, I had been fearful about telling other people about Jesus. You know, if someone asked me, I really didn't know what to say, and I was scared, and I really didn't talk about Jesus. But while I was laid up, I read books on it, and I, and I got training, and I went to Evangelism Explosion, and I learned how to share my faith. And I went from being fearful to being bold in my faith as God transformed my heart. I became a youth leader in my local church, and then I felt God calling me to full-time ministry. I went to Crown College, which is in Waconia, Minnesota, and then I went to Grace Bible College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to be equipped for ministry, and God called me to serve in Australia as a missionary church planter. I met my wife there, and three of my four kids were born there as we served 20 years in Australia. What a life, by the way. I, I came didn't come to Christ till 55. I missed, <laughs> look what I missed out yeah. on. Please, it keep was, going. Keep yes, going. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Now, I first heard about PMA, Prison Mission Association, while I was at Grace Bible College, that Joe Mason, the founder... He came and spoke at the chapel service, and I heard about the work that was being done behind bars, and I was just amazed. And a few years later, I was, after going to Australia as a missionary, I came back for the furlough, and I was visiting one of our sporting churches at Grace Bible Church in Mobile, Alabama. 
And uh, Pastor Cal Louder invited me. He said, would you like to go to some prisons with me? And I was amazed at how receptive the inmates were and how excited they were to study the Bible lessons, the PMA lessons that he was distributing. He distributed them. We went out on Tuesday morning. He collected up the completed lessons, brought them on Wednesday night to his Bible study group. He had volunteers that would correct the lessons and bring them back on Sunday. And his son, John, would do calligraphy and fill out certificates on Monday night. So Tuesday morning, he went back with the new lessons, the new certificates, and the corrected lessons for all of the students. I was so impressed that I asked for copies of the lessons and answer keys, and I shipped the box to Australia. We started using them in our local jail there in Parramatta, New South Wales, and we had one young man who really got on fire. His name is Mark Crosley. He started distributing them throughout the prison, and he helped us reach many inmates, and his wife came to our church. And uh, so I became aware of the, the opportunities in prison. So when my good so you friend, were doing all that in Australia while yeah, you were years serving ago. over there. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I tell you, it's just it's an amazing thing. And so when my good friend Joe Campos, who was the director at the time of PMA, he decided to go back to Brazil as a missionary. He asked me to pray about applying to become the next PMA director. And I prayed about this and felt God was calling me to this ministry. And I was asked to be the director about three years ago. I became the director. And it's the most exciting ministry that I have ever been a part of. If you want to be a fisher of men or women like God wants us to, the best honey hole is the local jail or the prison. We're getting testimonies coming in almost every day of lives transformed by the gospel. Thousands are being reached every year. Our goal is to plant churches behind bars using our Bible correspondence courses to train and mentor inmates to reach inmates for Christ. And we have tripled the number of correspondence courses going out, and we need more help. And I believe revival will be coming from the prisons. And many of the future Christian leaders of tomorrow and pastors and missionaries and church planners are going to come from the prisons. It's the most spiritually fertile harvest field on this planet, and my heart is to help those whom people have given up on, to give them the hope, the hope we all have in Christ, that we can transform them and bring glory to God. So it's my prayer that with this radio outreach, we can reach even more inmates as we activate more leaders and godly people throughout this nation and throughout Minnesota here, throughout the Twin Cities, to reach the incarcerated and their families with the hope to transform their lives, marriages, and families. Dwight, how would they get more information about your ministry? Uh, they could call my cell phone, 612-423-3457, or check out our website. It's www.prisonmission.org. Prisonmission.org. Yeah. Yes. And actually, i tell you how you can get more information, too. Next Saturday, Pastor Dwight is going to be our guest. And he is going to, we're going to dedicate the program next week to the biblical foundations. So as a pastor, he'll bring a teaching on what are the key principles involved in prison ministry. And then Pastor Dwight's also going to talk about the Prison Mission Association, how you can get involved, mm-hmm. how you can get engaged. And so, so just thank you. God bless you for, yeah. for your work. I would like to share a little bit about my work. Yes. Because mine is, is, is a broader kind of a framework for people to be involved. You've, you've heard this term, R3 Collaborative, the R3 Christian Collaborative. That's how I met Pastor Dwight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a community outreach person uh, for Teen Challenge. I was going into jails and into prisons, and I met all of these people. The R3 Collaborative, there's like a 1,000 members, a 1,000 people that are out in jails, treatment centers, and not only are they doing it, they have ministries that folks can be involved with. So a lot of these guests that we're going to be bringing are going to be from the R3 Collaborative as it goes forward. And here's the framework, recovery, reentry, and renewal. Hmm. 
Recovery is from drug addiction. Reentry, reentering society from prison, and here's the deal with renewal. What we found is the only way to a truly sober life, only way to to a resurrected life, is in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So the heart and soul of all of these R three ministries, the heart and soul of the Prison Mission Association, is let's bring them the gospel. Mm-hmm. Let's get them engaged with Christ, and on that rock, on that foundation, let's get some housing. Mm-hmm. Let's go to some recovery groups. Let's get some Let's therapy. get some jobs. Let's get yes. some jobs. Hey, how about this? Let's get a career. That's right. Yes. Let's get a degree. Yes. And again, on his foundation and with his him build as the anchor, you can, we can build upon all of those things. Mm. So again, in beyond uh, the next program and the biblical foundations, then we'll bring you various ministries and, and you'll get a sense to hear from the folks. All through, also through the R3 Collaborative website, we are going to keep all the podcasts. So we will have resources available. And what is that you, website, Jim? The, it's r3collaborative.org. 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 Okay. And you can go to that. You can find out opportunities to get in opportunities to get involved, but you can also tap into these different podcasts. So we just we want to be a resource for the Christian community. And and here's the heart and soul of that. We're reaching these people in prison and treatment. We're reaching their families, but we want to reach you, the Christian community. So here's what we want you to ask you to do. Pray for us, this program, but most importantly, those people, the ones we're seeking to serve. Also want you to talk to folks in your church. Talk to your pastor. You're going to hear from pastors in the week ahead. You're going to hear from the prison mission, mission work of River Valley Church, Quest 180, the most profound Christian recovery group with Eaglebrook. And, and see and, how your church can get involved. And I think, Jim, it's very important to understand, yes, that we're serving the the least among us, but God in his great mercy, there's blessing to those mm-hmm. who are involved yes. in this as well. Yeah. So yeah. we get uh, blessed by our involvement as well. So it's a it's a dual reciprocal benefit of it those yes. in the church that are involved as well as the prisoners. It's a kingdom win-win. Amen. Yep. Come Amen. on. And Amen. not only that, it's exciting, it's thrilling. It's moving and rewarding. And in addition to these ministries, we're also going to bring some of the people they serve. So you'll hear some very heart-touching testimonies as we go forward. So, Jim, if one of our listeners right now knows someone that's going through this struggle, they're going through an addiction, they need some help, what's your phone number or how can they contact you to get more information about where would be a good fit because R3 can kind of help them with that. R3 can, and, and think of R3 as a clearinghouse. And not only for people who need help to get the right help at the right time in the right place in their life, but also for volunteers too. So here's a telephone number, I'll say it a couple of times, 612-781-0816. Uh, remember, r3collaborative.org. And, then, and if you forget the number, it's going to be on the website. It's 612-781-0816. We can get people in touch with help, and we can help you help other people as well. And we would also ask, you know, to help fuel this radio program and mm-hmm. our ministries. Um, you, can, you, can, you can donate some funds to prisonmission.org. Um, I would urge you, it's the time of year of Give Minnesota. So if you want to just take some time and visit givmn.org, 
And you can go there. You can you can look up R3 Collaborative, Prison Mission Group, or any wealth of ministries. So so pray for us, help fund us, but mostly we, we would like to lock arms and work with you. Thanks, Jim. And thank you, Gary, for being here today. We're going to close in prayer right now with a couple of seconds that we have left. Let's just bow and pray. Lord, we just thank you for the listeners that are listening. Thank you for those that are incarcerated and those families that have been affected and those in prison that we can reach out with the gospel of the grace of God. And I pray that you'd reach out and touch hearts today. Thank you for being with us today and uh, help us to spread the word about the gospel that can help transform these lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, everyone.